episode 87, How to Lose Weight and Make It Stick, part three. Welcome to the School of Weight Loss podcast, where we empower you to reach your healthy weight goals with less wasted effort, money, and time. This is the podcast that uses evidence-based tips and tools to simplify weight loss for the ladies who've tried it all. If you struggle with obesity or being overweight, you're tired of endless dieting and never reaching your goals and just plain tired with life, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, obesity medicine certified physician, life and weight loss certified coach, Dr. Emily Vinzan. Let's get this episode started. Hello there, ladies. Welcome to part three of our short little series of how to lose weight and make it stick. In real life is the subtext. And I thought of you all yesterday because I had a really stressful day. And I got on the scale this morning and the scale was the exact same. And I'm at a place where I'm good with making it stick. I've been living in maintenance for a bit. Sometimes life happens and we go up and down a little bit. I think that's the reality. That's why I shared last week I have a major pet peeve of people saying permanent weight loss because our most advanced tools don't lead to permanent weight loss, but you can learn how to make weight loss sustainable because the truth is, ladies, you'll be eating the rest of your life. So with those decisions, you'll be impacting your weight. How you make those decisions is ultimately what your results will be. So in typical school of weight loss fashion, I just want to be super honest with you on that. If you ever hear me start using that word, you can write me a love note back that says, hey, you said it's not permanent. And I know that can feel heavy, but I just want to share with you that yesterday was a stressful day. I didn't eat what I would typically eat. I didn't do what I would typically do. I've been working hardcore on tech projects and to eat differently than I would normally eat. I typically eat about the same lunch and I don't actually have a problem with that in case you're wondering. I look forward to it. We'll be talking about that on this episode. But for a long time, that would have felt horrible to me. It's part of the growth to being the healthiest version of me. And to be able to stay the same on the scale, even when real life happens, is how to lose weight and make it stick. I shared on part two, if you haven't listened to it, about a favorite expert of mine I heard say, diets fail when real life happens. (laughs) And I laughed. Like, I couldn't stop laughing because I was like, That's what our experts say, and it's kind of what we make the story of not being successful at weight loss, and then we wonder why Americans are losing this battle. And in part one, I went over the replacement, the opportunity that I've developed and why for traditional diets, because diets generally don't work. And I want to share with you that on this episode, we're going to be discussing more of the how to make it stick side of weight loss. Because here's the thing, in the end, our goal is to get out of these yo-yo cycles, right? It's to actually hit our healthy weight goals to like create the healthiest version of ourselves and live there. I work with women who struggle with being overweight or in the obese category and want to hit a healthy weight. We're not looking to show our abs on the internet. Maybe you are, but we're just looking to be healthy, to be healthy human beings for our future, to increase our likelihood of health for the long term, to be a better example for our families and the people we love, to have the energy to be present and active and a participant, to be able to go to the doctor and not feel the shame, to be able to know that we're doing things to maximize our health, gain confidence, gain energy, and live there. And most diets quit at this point. I can't tell you how many diets I have done where they're like, okay, if you hit your goal weight, 
than just maybe calorie count. Literally, I've been given that solution, even though the diet itself was not that. Or I've been told, you know, you just do this. And there's a huge disconnect there. And I think, unfortunately, most of the big experts have just even given up hope. Like, we're happy enough to be able to get someone there. The idea of making it stick is something that's so far down the line from what most people can do that there's just not even potentially a lot of good options out there. I think it's why it's being offered as permanent, because the people who've actually figured out that part, they're like, I am so far ahead of the average diet, we'll just call it permanent. But I want you to know that making it stick is a little different than permanent. And there are actual tools that can help you make it stick. I have three main tools I teach in Dr. Emily's School of Weight Loss, and we're going to go over the biggest one on this episode on how to make it stick. But know that when we talk about making it stick, it's all about what you might call mindless, habitual, and emotional overeating. I want to take you back to how I discovered this because as a doctor, I was so interested in weight loss. And I've shared with you all before that I like did diet trials perfectly. I actually thought that was the solution to figuring the number one answer on how to lose weight. Believe it or not, I did. I made my husband do them with me because I was convinced I was going to find the best diet out there. I was convinced there was one. I was going to find it and that was it. That was a solution to all of my lifelong problems. I thought it was in the diet itself. And as I've shared on the last two episodes, it's not in the diet itself. It's in finding a new way to eat that works for you. And then you can make it sustainable and you can keep progressing to your goals. So you might have wondered how I ended up down this path of the mindset side. Coaching is really how I think of that. Life and weight loss coaching. I'm certified through the Life Coach School. I think it's a great program to learn the mindset side of it. Definitely not something we learn in medical school. (laughs) The behavioral changes we learn in medical school are the things I shared a few episodes back, which are like weigh daily, record your intake, right? All of these things, which do work. How do we get you to want to stick to that to make it work? right? This is the mindset side of it. Definitely medical school is not teaching that. So here's how I discovered this mindset side and the true importance of it. And I think it's probably more important than the diet, believe it or not. For years, I ran a weight loss clinic in my clinic. Years. I think it was 10 years was about the point when I started doing this work. I had been doing weight loss in my clinic, ran a clinic, had a nutritionist who worked with me. I did the medication. She did the diet side of it, or we just did whatever diet I was on now. And I saw the same women over and over and over again. I loved seeing them. You may have a doctor that you're uncomfortable talking with your weight about, but if your doctor is about your size... (laughs) and is talking about weight loss, it's a lot easier to have the discussion. We shared the same problems. They watched my weight come and go. I watched theirs come and go. We tried the new fads. But here's what I knew about my ladies, and I want you to consider this. My patients who are coming to me were beautiful, wonderful, successful women in life. And I'm not saying like, you know, they were CEOs and blah, blah, blah. They were living a successful life. They were giving, they were giving to their community. They were paying their own bills or were married to somebody who paid their bills, right? They weren't having issues of functioning in everyday life at this point. They just struggled with their weight. Many of them had families. Most of them fit the personality type that was mine. They were overgivers. They were perfectionists. They were the go-to girls, right? The girls that gave to everybody else and really had nothing left for themselves. And I knew that. I knew that. I just didn't know 
that there was actually a mindset behind that and how to fix it. And so in the back of my mind, I was always thinking about this, like, I can give them the next diet, but we're all doing the same thing. We're just bouncing from eating plan to eating plan. And because we were pretty good rule followers and perfectionists, we would follow it for a while. And especially if they did medications, it might speed it up, but it wasn't going to stick. And it wasn't sticking over 10 years. I would see them, you know, once a year, they'd disappear when they fell off and then they'd come back and we'd do it again. And so this idea of how to lose weight and stick to it was always in the front of my mind. I just didn't have an easy solution to it. And it certainly wasn't answered for the medical world. So as I was doing my initial research of all these diets and that, I went to a conference and I heard a speaker, he's a surgeon. He was actually the representative for the Orbera, which was like the old gastric balloons that go in the stomach. I don't even know that they're around anymore, but He was discussing that, and at the end, he said something, and I love it. When my worlds collide, I pay a lot of attention. And that's why last week I shared laughing when they said when real life happens, right? This was the first time I noticed medicine and where my mind was going with mindset collided. This surgeon at the end of his speech says, does anybody want to know? Ladies, he had gone over like all the pathophysiology of being overweight, all the hormones, how the surgeries work, all of that. I mean, it's These conferences that I go to are very science heavy. That's what they're for. But in the end, he says, does anybody want to know why I think people are overweight? We were all like, yeah. And he had people shout out answers. And he said, pleasure. It's pleasure. That's why people are overweight. And my mind went bing. And what I know now that I didn't know now is I would classify that as emotional eating. I think we all think of the emotional eating of sitting in a closet when we're crying and have had a bad day. That's how we would say it, right? I'll share with you in a few minutes some of the thoughts you would hear yourself say. You wouldn't say pleasure, but you might say, I'm overweight because I really like food. I'm a foodie. I just like food too much. I could never give up food. Food is what I look forward to. I love going out to eat. There's nothing like blank, insert food item. That's how you know it's pleasure. And what I know now that I didn't know then, and I don't think he's probably done a lot of work on (laughs) because he was selling Orberas, is that emotional eating is something that's a very complex problem with a very simple solution. And that's what I'm going to offer you today on how to lose weight and stick to it in a way that makes it stick. We've been sold motivation and willpower, but those are also just feelings. You're not going to be motivated all the time. You just won't. So how do you, when you've had a day like I had yesterday, have a plan and stick to it? I want to share with you that a lot of it is built into how you build the plan. And I'm not going to go in depth into that on this episode because we've covered that more in depth in part one, a little bit in part two. So rewind back after this if you want to know, but how do I make a diet that makes it work? FYI, a diet won't make it work. Your own individualized, energized eating plan will. You want a plan that you want to stick to. You feel good eating, you lose weight on, and it fits your life, your tastes, your body. It gives you energy, right? Those are all reasons to have a plan that you actually want to stick to. But even in that, you're going to experience all the human feelings in life. That's just the human experience. There's days you're going to feel like crap. There's days you're going to be stressed, like my day yesterday. There's days you're going to be tired. There's days you're going to have everybody celebrating with food around you. There's days you're going to want comfort through food because that's what you've done for the whole previous since you were born. (laughs) And that is just real life. If we're going to stop saying diets fail when real life happens and learn how to lose weight in a way that it sticks, we've got to learn how to use food in real life in a way that still lets the weight loss stick. 
And for most of us, this is a huge component of that. And I want you to know that it's not just pleasure. I don't think I've done this work long enough. Pleasure is part of it, right? Food is pleasurable. You're never going to get to 0% on that. But here's the difference. Everybody gets some pleasure through food. It's our natural human response to food is how to have what we call a dopamine hit, like a little reward neurotransmitter in our brain. We get a little reward in our brain when we eat. But here's the thing. Everyone on the planet does because you have to eat to live. So you'll never totally minimize pleasure. It's just when it becomes the source of pleasure and you seek foods that are highly pleasurable to fix emotions that you don't know how to fix outside of food. It's why for me, I could succeed with all the accolades, but I did it while I was snacking. I studied and snacked, right? Stress fixed by food. When my daughter would go to her dad's on Friday nights, I would get whatever food I could dream of, sadness, fear fixed by food. Like what I looked forward to was to go out to eat with friends and more was better. Comfort, celebration created through food. So with time, you do this enough and that link becomes so strong, right? Everybody experiences it on some level. So if you hear people say you're going to get rid of it, you just can't. It's the human body's response to food because we have to eat, but it doesn't have to own you anymore. It feels very out of control to lose weight and know that you still think of food that way. That if you have a bad day, you're going to fight yourself on this because you don't know how to fix stress without food. And that's the place where most of us end up. So when we're thinking of pleasure, as my favorite surgeon said at the conference, right? People are overweight because of pleasure. I want you to also think comfort, celebration, anxiety, depression, reward, fear. Those are all different feelings that we create or fix with food. It's not just what you eat, ladies. That's what diets sell you. I always tell my ladies, diets don't work because they only work on your actions. They don't work on why you eat. It's also why we eat. And I would venture to say that for many of us, it might be more important than what you eat. And it's likely the work you've never done. Because the next diet challenge that says eat six small meals a day, exactly these foods, it's not looking at why you eat. It's just telling you what to eat. And the thought is you'll stay motivated so you can stick to it. But I want you to consider that motivation is also a feeling. And as I said a few minutes ago, it's not available to us 24-7. Here's how you know that. Friday nights, you're not motivated. Monday mornings, you are, right? You know it through your own story when you're motivated, when you're not. Vacation, not motivated. The week before a doctor's appointment, motivated. (laughs) The week before your daughter's wedding, motivated. The week after, not motivated. It's just a feeling. You cannot rely on any feeling being there all the time. No feelings are. That's the human experience. It's actually a good thing. It's why you feel happy and sad. And happy feels so amazing, right? To be human is to experience all emotions. And I want you to just think of motivation as a feeling. That will help you a ton as you go forward. Because diets rely on motivation. And generally, that's the scale. Some of you might pick like waist circumference or a clothing article, but I'm going to go with the scale here. I want you to ask yourself for a moment, when you're on a diet, how is your eating motivated? What motivates your eating? That result, the number on the scale, eating is motivated to lose weight. Eating is motivated by diet rules. The problem is when we're not in motivation, what do we do? 
we go back to our old way. We tell ourselves we've broken the rules. We tell ourselves we're failing again. We tell ourselves we'll start again tomorrow. And we never see progress towards our goals, right? You might go for a bit, then you quit, then you gain the weight and then some, and then you restart. This episode and all the work that I do in Dr. Emily's School of Weight Loss truly is to help you lose weight and make it stick. So we're out of this cycle to improve your health, to get you to your goals so you're not spending years dieting and just bouncing back and forth from diet to diet. So in order to change that, I want you to notice what happens to your diet when real life happens. Here's what this will look like for you in real life. You're on a diet, you're motivated by the scale and the rules, and then one day motivation isn't the feeling you're feeling. (laughs) The number one question I get from people is like, how do I have more motivation? How do I stick to it? This is it, ladies. Look through these scenarios for yourself because this has probably happened to you over and over again. Let's say that I was on a diet this week. And yesterday was a very stressful day, a day that I sat on my rear and did nothing but technology and dealt with things that I don't want to deal with and was stressed out and didn't even want to take 20 minutes to make my normal lunch. If I'm on a diet, the feeling is stressed down, okay? Because real life has just happened. For you, this might be your schedule. For you, this might be the stress of watching your spouse snack right beside you. For you, this might be a celebration that's coming up right? Going out to dinner with friends. For you, this may be a holiday. It may be a weekend. Think of the times when you generally have real life happen and you quit. Here's what happens. You experience other emotions and they're pretty heightened, right? Stress for me yesterday. It may be a negative emotion. It may be you're anxious about something coming up and you just find yourself eating again, right? It may be a positive emotion, I want to be able to go out to eat with my family and eat what I always look forward to at that place. So when we're feeling that emotion or we want to create that emotion, we're already in a space where we've decreased reward, we've decreased comfort, and we've decreased pleasure by our diet, right? We're literally telling ourselves, I have to give up all of that. I think food means that, but I have to give it all up for a while, right? I can't go out to eat with you. I need to stop glaring at my spouse or hiding in the closet while he's snacking. (laughs) I have to avoid the break room at work. I can't go to the lake this summer. All of the things we're literally pulling back on because we're telling ourselves, i got to stay motivated to lose weight. And ultimately, that emotion gets too high. We don't know what to do with it outside of food. So we eat to avoid it. We just eat, right? And that's what quits look like. That's what yo-yo cycles look like. Life happens, you experience a feeling, you don't know what to do with it. Normally, for all of my ladies, we've gone to food for a lot of different feelings. And so eventually it gets high enough that it tips over, the motivation loses, and you just eat it. And then what happens? Well, you're like, I want to increase motivation. How do I do it through the scale? But the scale the next day is going to be up. So you're going to tell yourself, I can't weigh until I get this back off. But then you keep on feeling all of those negative feelings that you go to food to fix. See this cycle? It's endless. You won't be able to lose weight and make it stick until you master these cycles. It's super important to create a plan you can stick to. But equally important and maybe more important is learning how to stick to the plan. Right? You've got to learn how to stick to it. And I want to share with you in Dr. Emily's School of Weight Loss, we call these kind of three phases of the work. Because most of you, if you've just started listening to the podcast, you're like, just tell me how to eat. 
that shocked me at first. People just wanted recipes in diet worlds. And I was like, what? What we do is much bigger than that, right? (laughs) I can give you those. That's simple. But anyone can give you that, right? That's our energized phase, right? Within a week of creating your energized eating plan, you're going to have more energy. You're going to be losing weight. And it's going to be in a way that you can say to yourself, I could stick to this. That's really actually pretty simple work when you drop all the diet rules that you want to keep running in your head. And many people need coaching to drop all the diet rules that keep running in your head and make sure that it's working. But if it's working for you, it's working for you. You'll know because you'll lose weight, you'll have energy, and you'll say, I could eat this way long term. I like the foods. I like the way my body feels. I actually could see this working. And in your energized eating plan, which we cover in part one and part two, you want to make sure that you are creating a plan that works like that you know, that you could do at the lake and things like that. But the next step is to become the authority. I call this empower. To become the authority is sticking to your plan. So first of all, we eat to energize our bodies. That's where weight loss is at. And then we become the authority at sticking to that plan because we actually want to stick to that plan. Not just because of the scale, but because of what it creates for you in your life. And that's the third step, which is to be the healthy me. And I think that that is truly the motivation for weight loss. Ask yourself, if I could lose weight in a way that it will stick, could I do it a little bit slower and in a way that's the healthiest way for me? Yeah, you'll do it if you believe it'll stick, right? Because you've got the rest of your life to eat. The rush is that I've got to shut down real life and stay motivated to make it happen. That's when you experience that like extreme rush. And I feel it with a lot of my ladies when they start working with me because it's just what we bought into as weight loss. But the truth is, if you're going to be eating the rest of your life, if making it stick is as important, there's so many other lessons to learn. And the best way to guide that is to make decisions that create the healthiest version of you. And I would venture to say that for all of us, that looks like learning how to overcome emotional eating that's out of control, learning how to want to stick to your plan by changing your thoughts about food, and setting goals that motivate you. So these are my three steps, really, to learn how to stick to the plan. Let's break that down to just give you some very actionable items today, okay? Because I think this mindset work can feel a little bit foreign, especially if you're like me and you come from like a traditional, I came from a very evidence-based medical world, right? (laughs) So you're like, what is mindset? Just give me diet rules, right? If you're still back there, just know that the diet rules in the end won't work. This will work better for you. And it will be easier and simpler than you ever thought possible to stick to the plan so you can make weight loss stick. And that's the ultimate goal. So let's look at step one. That really is to create goals that motivate you. So we can increase motivation. It's just a feeling, right? And I've done a whole podcast episode on this, but I'm going to kind of give you the synopsis of it, which is this. If your goals are one of two things, one, I'm just going to lose a little weight. The faster, the better. Let's see how much I can do. Or two, I have 120 pounds to lose and that's going to take a long time. Then the same thing is going to happen to you over and over again. You're going to quit when it gets hard. When life happens, when you want pleasure, when you feel feelings, because you don't really have a set goal that's motivating to you. We can increase motivation by setting goals that actually matter. You want a goal that is specific, measurable, achievable, relevant. And I always tell people, if you have to give up somewhere, let the time frame go longer. Okay. I would offer you that I would recommend starting with your 10% weight loss goal. Whatever your weight is now, lose 10%. 
And if you want to know why, here's why. It's specific, it's measurable, and it's achievable in a short enough time that it will keep you motivated, yet not overwhelming that it feels so distant that you feel like you could never get there. 10%, let's say you're at 200 pounds, that's 20 pounds. I can do that. If you have 100 pounds to lose, do it in 20 pound increments or 10% increments. And that goal actually matters a lot more than you think. It's real life motivation. We know that the vast majority of health complications from your weight decrease at losing just the first 10%. Doesn't mean you even have to hit your ultimate healthy weight goal. Lose the first 10% and you will have made huge corrections. You can go back to your doctor. You can be like, look what I'm doing. You'll already have more energy. You'll already have created weight loss. Your clothes will be fitting better. You'll likely be in the next size down. You'll have made huge changes for your life at 10%, okay? So I actually have a free guide. You can, we'll link it in the show notes here. If you are interested in learning about all the health benefits of 10%, why it matters, what your ultimate healthy weight goal is. So if you haven't checked that out, download it. It will be in the show notes to help you create goals that motivate you. I really think that's the first step of creating weight loss that sticks, is setting realistic goals that motivate you. So you know where you're headed and why it matters. The second step is to change your thoughts about food. Now, you're not going to say you have thoughts about food. (laughs) My husband, when I first started coaching, I was like, this whole mindset thing really matters. I'm going to do this life coach certification. And he's like, what? You're a doctor. And I was like, it's going to make a big difference. And he's like, show me. So he was my first guinea pig. He had to do all the diet trials with me. And I kid you not, for a whole year, he told me, this is bunk. I have no thoughts about food. I don't have thoughts about food. I just eat it because I want it. I just eat it because I want it. And what I can say much more eloquently now than back then, I was like, maybe he's right. Maybe he's not right. He doesn't have thoughts about food. A lot of the time I find myself eating and I haven't thought about food. Is that you have such a strong connection in your brain to creating and avoiding feelings with food that you don't even notice the thoughts anymore. Okay. So I would say thoughts, you're going to food to fix feelings. You're turning to food for emotional purposes. You won't hear yourself saying that. If you hear yourself saying anything before you eat, you'll say things like, I've had a stressful day. I need pizza for dinner tonight. I really want pizza, don't you? Those are thought errors about food. Just one bite won't hurt. That's telling yourself the feelings have gotten so high. I just need to take a little, the little edge off with food right now right? The desire for pleasure, the desire for comfort, the stress, the anxiety, the fear is so high. Just a little bite will take that edge off of the feeling for me. It's a learned behavior, ladies. You've likely been doing this since you were a small child, right? Look around you. You fall down, you get ice cream. You succeed at a school play, you get ice cream. (laughs) You go play a game, now you get all sorts of snacks afterwards. We tell ourselves it's a physical issue, but it's not. It's emotional, right? It's emotional. It's creating and avoiding feelings through food. And the ultimate story that will come up is you'll start telling yourself things like, I don't want to be a person who, insert food item. I don't want to be a person who can't have pizza on Friday night. I don't want to be a person who can't go to the lake and have three beers. I don't want to be a person who can't sit down and eat a regular meal without gaining five pounds. Here's what you're actually saying. I think food creates that feeling. I think food is the solution, okay? So you'll hear yourself saying these thoughts if you say them at all. 
if you don't say them, it's just because you've created such a strong brain pattern that you're literally like feel a feeling you don't want to feel and you just end up in front of the cabinet eating it, right? This is how you do so good. And then you're like, what happened? We'll talk about feelings in just a moment. Okay. But step two to create weight loss and make it stick is to change your thoughts about food. How do you do that, right? We live in a culture that thought errors are rampant. Just look when you go down the street at all the billboards. It's like food is sexy. (laughs) Food is the solution. We have industries built around us overeating, right? We live in a culture that's like we all go out to eat when we join together, right? Everything revolves around food. So it's just built almost into our DNA at this point, right? This process of thinking of food as being a solution for a lot of things it's not. So I wanna give you the simplest way to start thinking about food. It's going to shift a lot for you in your weight loss journey if you start practicing this. Now, the thing about thoughts is you have to start practicing them, right? Because your brain naturally is gonna go to the other. And that's what I told my husband. You just think food is the solution for stress right now. That's the thought that you don't think you're thinking. So let's rethink that. And to do that, I, in typical Dr. Emily's school of weight loss way, I want to take it all the way back to basics and tell you that food is just energy. That's what it is. Food is energy. It is literally measured in calories, which are units of energy. Food's purpose is to energize your body, to provide energy, to run all the sources in your body that you need to live. That's the point of food. If you get too much, it's stored as fat to be broken down later to give you energy. That's it. Okay. So if food is energy, you eat to energize your body. And the simplest thought to start practicing on a regular basis, I tell my ladies, do this every day, do this before you eat, do this when you want a snack, do this at the end of the day, put it on repeat in your head, I eat to energize my body. Because food isn't actually the solution for your life. It's a tricky little thing that happens. Because we get a reward hit in our brain, a dopamine hit from food, right? It lets us feel good for about 20 seconds when we eat. So it just distracts us from those feelings. It's literally like you want out of this, here, here's food. You want a little pleasure to balance out your stress, here, here's food. It's cheap, it's easy, it's accessible, it's going nowhere. And us lovely little grown up good girls love it because it bothers no one else besides ourselves and we can excuse it because it's already in the house. There's a synopsis. (laughs) But here's the problem. People who don't struggle with their weight also experience some dopamine hit reward from food. They just don't go to it as their primary reward anymore. They don't go to it when they're sad. They don't go to it to create comfort. They eat to energize their body. They may still get a little bit of comfort and a little bit of pleasure from it, but it's in proportion to their life. See that? So you can't take away the biology. You can still enjoy food a little bit. I don't think it's even possible. I've heard coaches say this. I don't think it's possible to ever take away all enjoyment from food. It's just against your physiology. It's against your body. But once you stop turning to food for the solution for life, you can create weight loss and make it stick. And the single best thought to start practicing is I eat to energize my body. Every time you notice that you're eating for other purposes or wanting to eat for other purposes, if you're practicing that thought regularly, it's going to become obvious. You're going to be like, wait a second, this cookie at 3 p.m. is not about energizing my body. It's about I'm stressed, I'm anxious, I'm restless, right? And those ladies brings me to step number three, which is feelings. So to synopsize, the step number one to lose weight and make it stick is to create weight loss goals that motivate you. 
Get healthy through this. That's motivating for life. Step two, replace those thought errors that you feel like are ingrained in your DNA by telling yourself thoughts that actually serve you. I eat to energize my body. Noticing when you're going to food for other purposes and creating eating that does energize your body. That's the goal here, right? That's the goal of food. And step three is learning to feel feelings and stop stuffing them down with food. I shared on an episode a while back that most of us, we grow up in a society that's not great at feelings. We're great at action, right? We're going to pull this all together in step four to talk about your think, feel, eat cycles. But the eat section, the action line in America is like our main goal. <laughs> like, give me the action. And I, like you, grew up in that. And I remember when I hit my teen years, there was a phrase that went through our house. And my mother's probably listening to this and she's not going to love it. But I'm going to share it anyway, where it was like the crazy girls, right? You might, and actually there's songs about this. Once I started coaching, I was like heavily offended by these songs. I was like, what are we doing as women listening to crazy girl? I'm like, what? Right? How can we do that to ourselves? But I think many of us equate feelings with crazy girl. And so we stuff those feelings down with food. You feel the feeling, you don't like it, you eat. It becomes like almost a reflex, right? That feeling feels unsafe to feel because it feels out of control and crazy. And because of that, you like get rid of it fast. Food's here, cheap, easy, accessible. It's been my go-to. It makes me feel good for 10 seconds, except for it doesn't actually fix the feelings. (laughs) They come right back. Notice that? It's how when you've been on a diet and you eat one Oreo, you're like, that was a major feel good. You know, like you eat the first one, you're like, that was so good. That's the dopamine hit. And then 10 minutes later, you've eaten the whole pack and you're like, I didn't even notice it, right? Because you're trying to avoid a feeling, distract yourself out of it by stuffing it down. You're getting dopamine hits in your brain and you're like, it's not working because it won't. The feelings will come back. If you've had a stressful day because of technology or your little kids won't stop screaming, or your boss gave you a glare, or your clients or patients at work were nasty to you, or you're fighting with your spouse or adult children, eating ice cream at 9 p.m. isn't going to fix it. We know that logically. We just don't know how to feel it without the food. So when we look at how my ladies got here, that's it, right? It's like they were overachieving women who were giving everything away. And whenever they had a feeling they didn't like, they just ate it because it was safe. It felt safer than the alternative. And I want to share with you just a bit about feelings. They're just sensations in your body. They actually have no power. They feel like they do. But once you start learning to feel feelings without turning to food to stuff them down, it is the most freeing, peace-inducing work of your life without telling yourself you're a crazy girl. And I remember when I went through coach certification, I actually went through with another physician in my group and we would coach each other. It was so fun. But at one point, we both reached out to each other and we were like, I feel a little out of control because we are trained to not feel feelings. You want to know who's trained at the highest level to not feel feelings? Talk to a doctor, right? You don't want your doctor crying when they're telling you things. But I can't tell you how many times I cried in my office after I gave patients news. I hid it because I was taught to hide it. There's a place for that. But if you're hiding it from everybody in your life... If you're hiding it from your children, you're hiding it from your spouse, you feel like you have to hide it, you will just turn to food to fix it. So as you learn to do this work, you might feel a little vulnerable. It might be a little uncomfortable. We were like, what's happening? My husband is thinking I'm going backwards because I'm crying. It's so healthy, ladies. It's so good for you. Stop stuffing it down with food and just let yourself feel it. It will actually flow through you and it will be so much lighter and easier than you ever think when you stop resisting feeling it. 
And then I want you to ask yourself a simple question. Does food fix this? If not, what does? Right? One of my favorite thoughts is food doesn't fix this. And I have a list for my ladies in Dr. Emily's School of Weight Loss. Food fixes physical hunger. Food doesn't fix, it's like a mile long. <laughs> because once we learn to feel feelings, if you're stressed at the end of the day and you tell yourself cookies are the solution, you eat a couple cookies, the reasons you're stressed are still there. You've stuffed down those feelings. You've got to keep eating to stuff down those feelings. And all you're going to do is add more stress because you can't succeed at weight loss. You just can't make it stick. If you can instead feel the feeling of stress, just literally feel it in your body, then ask yourself, does food fix this stress? No. Trying to be a perfectionist is what's killing me with my tech. Not that I've experienced that personally, right? Maybe I've got to reset that instead. What does fix it? It will get you better results for your weight loss, but also for your life. And in Dr. Emily's School of Weight Loss, we pull all of this together into what I call step four, which is your think, feel, eat cycles, right? We've gone through all the phases. We talked about the thought errors. We talked about trying to fix feelings with food. We talked about setting goals that motivate you. When you do this, the goal is to create intentional think, feel, eat cycles. That's the think, feel, eat cycle that made weight loss hard and not stick. If you want to lose weight and make it stick, you have to know how to change those think, feel, eat cycles. If you need more help with this, I can help you in Dr. Emily's School of Weight Loss. We got a new membership. It's amazing. It's a monthly membership. For those of you who are just starting out, and we're going to have an upgrade to that, which is the Healthy Me PhD, which has been my traditional small group coaching. You can find out more at my website, but I want to give you one very simple think, feel, eat cycle that will help serve you. When you are thinking about food, I want you to think food is energy. I eat to energize my body. That helps you feel empowered in this journey. And when you're empowered, you will eat to energize your body, regardless of the circumstances. When real life happens, you'll make it work. You'll make it work. Just focus it that simply. If you want to write out your first think, feel, eat cycle right now in a notebook, in your journal, thought, I eat to energize my body, food is energy, feeling empowered, the authority of that plan, eat, I eat to energize my body by my energized eating plan. I get asked this question all the time and it's incredibly simple. Now you're going to find a lot of think, feel, eat cycles that argue with that in your life, right? Most of the time you're going to see it this way. Eat Oreos at 9 p.m. Why? Feeling stress. Why? Thought food will fix this. That's the thought errors that gets you to a life of overweight, right? Think, feel, eat cycle there. Thought food will fix this. Feeling stress. Eat. Insert your go-to snack. Change it, ladies. Notice when you're deviating from the think, feel, eat cycle that gets you the results you desire and do the work of changing it. I just taught you at a very beginning level on how to do that. The more and more and more you aligned you get with these think, feel, eat cycles, the easier this work will be. The better your weight loss results will be and the easier it will be to make weight loss stick. We have a couple other specific tools that I use in Dr. Emily's School of Weight Loss as I told you earlier. One is the power pause. And that's just pausing in the moment. It's a process we follow to pause in the moment to overcome cravings, right? It's my tool to help you overcome cravings. We use progress over perfection. That's the tool that will help you continue to grow, to be the version of you that can stick to your plan no matter what, instead of quitting and starting over again. 
It will break your yo-yo cycles. If you want to learn more about those, join me and Dr. Emily's School of Weight Loss. We've got our new monthly membership. This is the beginning work, ladies. Today is the day. This is how to lose weight and make it stick. I want to offer you this new opportunity that took me years of pulling together so much education, listening to the experts, all the way down to my ladies who struggle the most, to my own story. I even have quotes in our Dr. Emily School of Weight Loss from Eliza's pre-K teacher, which is stay curious, learn something. I'm learning always around you and I'm bringing it down to make it so simple because I know you don't all care that much. You just want the result. You want to lose weight and make it stick. And this is how to do it. Today's the day. Let's get started. If you love today's episode, make sure to share it with a friend who needs to hear it too. Leave me a review and click subscribe to get the latest updates on all my new podcast episodes. Ready to reach your healthy weight goals and drop the endless diet cycle? Head on over to emilyvinzantmd.com and learn more about working with me and Dr. Emily's School of Weight Loss, my virtual weight loss coaching program. The link is in my show notes. 